0: So let's see. Week one, we were raving about DeAndre Hopkins and Christian Kirk. Week two, it was Rondell Moore's turn to be raved about. Max Williams nearly became the first tight end for the Cardinals to have over 100 yards since Rob Awalt back in <laughs> 1989. Rob and A.J. Green had his first touchdown of the year in week two. Then in week three, Cliff Kingsbury hands out Three game balls. One goes to Byron Murphy Jr. for his two interception pick six day yesterday, but the other two went to Christian Kirk and AJ Green. Sensing a trend here, wide receivers for the Arizona Cardinals—they're deep, they're varied. There are many options. There are unbelievable choices out there for Kyler Murray, and they've all done really well so far.
1: Now listen, this is this is to me the main reason why you know Larry Fitzgerald's you know in in, in retirement and. Not playing. There's, there's there's no room. There was no room for him. There was just no room. There's just too many options. They they were moving on. There's too many good players on this team. Rondale Moore has been fantastic. He didn't do anything yesterday, but I think he'll be a big part of the game plan next week. I expect that. But on any given Sunday, you've got so many weapons you can go to. I mean, A.J. Green was fantastic yesterday. He's got such great hands and, and that size, right? I mean, Murray raved about the size of A.J. Green a few weeks ago, having a wide receiver that big. D-Hop, I think he's nursing a rib injury, so I, I, I think that's why. You know, there were targets for him, but he wasn't his dominant self because I do think he is a little banged up, but he does play every Sunday. Christian Kirk has been – man, that's a guy. We came into the season, and he's on the final year of his deal. Yeah. And you're wondering what's going to happen for Christian Kirk. Look, I'm going to be honest with you. That's one of the guys I'm looking to extend right now if I'm Steve Kime. I'm looking to get a deal done right now. $12 million a year. You want it, kid? I'll give you twelve million a year right now. Get him now before Get him he's now. out
0: there in the open market. Well, I
1: mean, I've seen enough. I mean, I, 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 I've seen enough. I want you. I want you. I, 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 I know enough about you now. I don't need to see games four, five, six, seven, eight. I want you. I'll give you twelve million dollars a year. That's a guy that I would extend. The Cardinals will very likely extend a couple of players, but mm-hmm. and we'll talk it one day. We'll talk about the guys that are open for extensions. The first one I'm targeting, Christian Kirk. Twelve million dollars a year right now, I give it to him. Before Chandler?
0: Yes. So if you could pick any player on the roster to extend, Christian Kirk. Christian Kirk is is number, number one. one with a bullet on your list.
1: I yeah. guess I got the option with Chandler that I can I can tag him, right? I still have that option that I can tag Chandler. So but Christian Kirk, I, I could, mean I could tag, you him, could too. tag him too. If you I can tag to. him too, but you know, that's a lot of money for a wide receiver. I'm gonna I'm gonna try to get him a deal. I'm gonna try to get Christian Kirk on a deal. My guess You know, my guess is in that twelve million dollar range.
0: Yeah, he's been fantastic. And and, I mean, if I'm being honest, um, over the first three games, and this is this is going to be a really moving target, I think for the Cardinals all year long. But if you're going to ask me which one has been consistently the best, I'm going to say it's been Christian Kirk. He has been consistently the best Mm -hmm. week in and week out for them. He catches almost everything that's thrown to him. He his catches are deep down the field. You know, his catches are in traffic. Yeah, he... I, I think he's like four. I think Kyle Odegaard tweeted out today. that He's like fourth in the NFL in terms of yards per attempt when it's thrown his way. So, I mean, it's it's distance when you're throwing a Christian Kirk. He's down there when you're throwing the ball to him. He's been terrific. He's the second highest rated wide receiver on pro football focus and all the NFL, not just for week three, but for the entire season up until this point. Second only to Devontae Adams and ahead of Cooper Cup. That's how highly they think of him. He has been terrific. And you're right in the sense that what finally it's funny. I'm going to use a Hassan Reddick comp here for a second. Okay. Hassan Reddick is here and he's playing inside linebacker for a couple of years, and they're really struggling to get the best out of Hassan Reddick, right? And it's just not working very well. Goes and he plays outside linebacker in his final year of his deal for the Cardinals, and he kills it. Has a big year. Kills right? it. Absolutely kills Double digit it. Double-digit sack. He had five sacks in one game, though, right? He did have five sacks in one yeah. game, but he but he played, and he didn't get rewarded for it in the offseason. He got a one-year, $6 million contract, kind of a prove-it deal with the Carolina Panthers. He's playing outside linebacker for him for them, and he's killing it again, right? Like, okay, we've seen, we've it took us a while to figure out where you belong, That is where you belong. That's your spot. You're killing it there. And if he does it again this season, he's going to get paid a boatload of money this offseason. Christian Kirk exactly the same thing. He's been stuck on the outside for the last couple of years because, no offense, Larry Fitzgerald was occupying that slot wide receiver spot. And on the outside, Christian Kirk is just not the same guy. Now that we know where Christian Kirk excels, now that we know where he's good, inside, in the slot, operating from there, we found your spot. We we fed, this yes. is this is where you belong and now the Cardinals hopefully have the benefit of paying him and keeping him around unlike Reddick where they kind of lost him and now that you know the, I'm sure they'd Ex- love to have him back if they could. I would extend Christian Kirk right
1: now at about 12 million dollars a year. And the Cardinals reminds me of you. I mean Christian Kirk is a little bit like Dave Burns took a while to kind of figure out where you belong. First, it's a 620 <laughs> sports line, and then it's the Al Padrique show, and then it's sports interactive, and then it's doing the updates on the Gambo and Ash show, and it's like, it's like you were like, well, then finally... And finally. Oh, my they goodness. They brought me home. They, brought, they, they, they found paired, a spot for you. They
0: paired me with you, and, and they offered me a Christian Kirk contract of $12 million a year, and I've been... You know, taking they five have, weeks of vacation ever since. Yes. <laughs> yeah. It sounds like it took you took a, can afford it
1: then. <laughs> it took a while to. He's well paid, trust me. He's well paid. Oh, wow. I'm just saying, Burns, like. You're giving out my salary details just, on the air right I'm now? I'm just saying, Burns, it took a while for, to find out. Yeah, think about sports hey, you know and what? drafted, Al A show. It's a good comp. The updates on Gambo and Ash, yep. the 620 sports line. And then finally, we found a spot for you
0: we think is going to be good. I even did. I I was the morning sports guy on a country western I mean, station right, here in town right. for the first three yeah. and a half years you of my are, career. You were not being used right. Took me a while. You yeah. were not being used in yeah. the yeah, – they were not getting the most out of your talents. Well, I appreciate you saying that. Now yeah. they have. They, it's like Kirk Christian Kirk getting put in the slot. Christian Dave Kirk. Burns getting put with John Gambadoro. Christian <laughs> Kirk and Dave <laughs> <laughs> Burns. Stuff that they have in common. <laughs> And that's all that we have in common, probably. Other than we both went to high school here in Arizona, that's about it. But um, but it's not just Christian Kirk. It's A.J. Green, who had a monster day yesterday. And, and it's being able to survive a quiet day for DeAndre Hopkins. And to be quite honest with you, I hope that quiet day for DeAndre Hopkins... I hope that's what he needs to get right, because I think they're going to need him against the Rams. And I certainly think they're going to need him in these next three games coming up. Against the Rams, home against the Niners, at the Cleveland Browns. That's a brutal, brutal, brutal stretch for the Cardinals. Would you take
1: 4-2 and two right now?
0: If they went 1, I was thinking Would about that take earlier. take 4-2? I was talking with somebody about it
1: today. If they Would go 1-2
0: th- and two in their next three games... Can your fi- then your you're, 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 okay? Can I can I answer your question with a uh-huh, question? Uh huh. Is one of those wins against the NFC West? Sure. Then yes. Sure. Then yes. If one of those wins are against either the Rams or the Niners, yeah, I'll go one and two in the next three games. Four and two, with eleven games left.
1: To me, this is how I look at it. You go six and five, you're in the playoffs.
0: You're a 10 win playoff team. Yeah. Six and five get you in. We played that game last year, though, with six and three. All they have to do is go blah and blah and they'll get in. Well, they didn't. You know, they didn't. It's easy to say, it's harder to do. You know, when you're six and three, what would have been the mantra then? All, all you have to do is go three and. Sure. Right? Three and whatever it is. Six the rest of the way and you're in. Not three and six, but three and five. Three and four, whatever, whatever they did. I can't do math and do radio at the same time. It's easy to say that, but the Cardinals had a great opportunity that last year and they missed four and two. You're in a good spot four and two, as long as one of those. Okay, as long as those win, one of those wins are against the NFC West. As long as they don't get humiliated in any of those games, they're competitive. You know, they they show that they belong with some of the elite teams in the NFL. Then I could live with four and two if they get. They beat San Francisco on a last-second field goal and get blown out against the Browns and the Rams. I don't know if I'm going to feel great about it, but if they're competitive in those games and one of them is against the NFC West? Yeah. You? I would take four and two. I would go... I mean, five and one would be like... Oh, five and one. Yeah. Five and one would be unreal. It'd be wonderful. It'd be wonderful. But four and two would be good, too. I mean, I I don't want to settle. I think they're capable of beating all three of those teams. I really do. I think, especially the last two, the 49ers and the Browns, I think they are capable of beating those two teams. The Rams, that's going to be that's gonna one be a hell of a test. Yeah. One hell of a test I know, coming Rams up on Sunday. Yeah, the Rams are everybody's favorite right now to win the Super Bowl. Yep. Yeah, Everybody, Everybody's favorite. They're the flavor of the week after what they did yesterday. Kelvin Beecham, Justin Pugh, Justin Murray... The Cardinals offensive line, a mess. Will it hold up against the Rams next week? We'll talk about that next on the Burns and Gambo show. We've been raving about it for most of the season. Um, In fact, at one point over the summer, we kind of talked about our favorite units on this football team. And we talked a lot about the offensive line. You might've ultimately settled on the wide receiver position as your favorite, but I, the offensive line, how they've played to start this season, and what you've been talking about for a few weeks now. The Dep- depth that they have on the offensive line was on full display yesterday, and man, it was a sight to see for the Cardinals offensively.
1: Sure. You you, you had two offensive linemen go down. Justin Pugh injured his back when he got turned into a pretzel on that 109-yard return from the missed field goal for the touchdown. He hurts his back. Murray hurts his back. So you've got to go with uh you, you go with uh, Harl and Harlow. You, Harlow at left guard, who did a great job. He was really good. You move Josh Jones over to right tackle, he was fan. Josh Jones played right tackle yesterday, would beat him out. He was really good. And then with Murray at guard, right guard, when he goes out, you start to play Max Garcia. Now Max Garcia can play center, he can play guard. Murray could play all four positions. Josh Jones could play tackle and guard. You got a lot of versatility there. You got guys that could play multiple positions on the offensive line. Josh Jones was really, really good. That's as why I say I think this kid's going to be a Pro Bowl player. He was really good the first two weeks at, at right guard. Then you move him to right tackle, and he's great. Mm-hmm. He's just, he was just great. He was the best offensive lineman. So he was fantastic. Now, you're hopeful that Justin Pugh will come back. Right. You know, he's he's got a... He's got to get better. I'm sure he's going to try to play. He's a tough kid. He'll try to to figure it out and play. Uh, but you do have depth there. You'll dress eight guys for the game. And, you know, for the most part, you've got Max Garcia who can back up at center and guard. And I think you'll be okay. But I'd feel a lot better if Beecham came back because then Beecham could play tackle and Josh Jones could go back to guard.
0: Yeah, I'd, I'd be happy if Beecham came back, too, and the fact that he didn't play maybe their – you know how we talked a little bit last week about man, if you can if you can improve to three and zero and beat the Jags and selectively choose guys to get healthier for the big showdown against the Rams, maybe Kelvin Beecham was that guy. Marco Wilson ended up playing. We were told he was a game time decision. Murphy obviously ended up playing. We were told he was going to be a game time decision. Hop played obviously as a game time decision. Beecham didn't, and and hopefully. By giving Beecham this week off, by having him not play, you can have him ready for the Rams game so you can restore a little bit of order and normalcy. Uh, We talk about those fourth down plays. That fourth and one where Kyler picked up the two yards, it basically salted the game away when Connor scored his second touchdown. Max Garcia was the block that sprung him. Max Garcia, if I remember right, Max Garcia was the guy that gave Kyler the room to be able to get out there and pick up that first down and ultimately put the game away. The depth was very, very impressive yesterday. Uh, it, it's it, Again, I think it's my favorite unit on the football team. Rodney Hudson is obviously the anchor of it all. Josh Jones, a guy who didn't contribute a whole lot last year as a third-round pick out of Houston. He was kind of seen as needing to be a little seasoned, you know, a little developmental guy, needed a little work, was a little raw. Uh, he's looked terrific so far this year on that offense. Like a real, you're talking about him being a pro bowler. I do a real third round gem for the Cardinals potentially if he continues to develop. Like you know,
1: that. you start to look at you know this, these. Steve Kym's been criticized for for draft picks before. Josh Jones, great draft pick. Rondell Moore looks like a great draft pick. Byron Murphy. Remember, everybody wanted to kill Harry. Everybody wanted to kill Harry. They weren't. They were never taking to kill Harry. Never taking to kill Harry. They drafted Byron Murphy, Buddha Baker. Like there's been, you know, quite a few. Isaiah Simmons looks really good. Um, you know, Zavin so far. I, like there's there's a lot of quality draft picks over these last three or four years that are starting to make an impact for the Cardinals. I, I
0: would shorten it to two or three. The last two or three draft cycles, I think there have been better drafts, better quality. It took a while for it to happen. Isaiah Simmons. It took a while. Josh Jones obviously it took a while to happen. But I I do think the last couple have the potential to right the ship a little bit because there were three years where it was getting pretty wonky with the draft picks. There there, there was a three year stretch from about 2016 through 2018 where yep. the Cardinals were just not getting the requisite amount of talent from their draft. They they, they just weren't. I, I mean, there was for every Buddha Baker, there were three players who completely busted out. You know, who who busted out in a bad way they weren't getting enough talent out of those drafts. The last two have the potential to be the kind of drafts you need to replenish your system, you know, to be the kind of drafts you need to have good young talent. And I tell you, I mean look, we were talking about him in the last segment. If Christian Kirk gets extended at some point this offseason, he becomes a guy who goes yes. from questionable draft choice, is he that good of a player to guy you've given a second contract to. Because outside of Buddha and DJ, there haven't been a lot of draft picks over the last five or six years they've given second contracts to. There haven't been a lot of guys who have been worthy of getting second contracts. I think that's ultimately the way you judge a draft. I pick, I 100% agree. Does a guy make a second? Does he make it to a second contract? Does he make it? So, like you said, with Christian Kirk, done. I've seen enough. You're good. I want you back. I want. I, I, I want you here. I don't want you to go anywhere. That, isn't that ultimately the judge of whether a guy's, like even a guy like Hassan Redick, we were talking about him in the last segment. Redick, he was a one-year wonder. You didn't know. You weren't sure what he was going to be, so there was risk involved, which is why he only got a one-year $6 million contract. There's a risk with a player like that. With Christian Kirk, there is kind of this feeling of, man, Get him locked up before he goes somewhere because he's figured it out. They've figured him out, and you want to make sure you keep him around for three or I four would extend
1: years. him right now, and I'd tell you I'd give him up to $12 million because he is good. And you're right. I've seen enough. I've seen enough of Christian Kirk to where I don't need to play that game. You want to get a deal done now become filthy rich? Let's get a deal done right now. You want to play it out, then that's up to you. But I th- I think you got to be willing to pay the guy right now. You've got some money in the bank if you're the Cardinals. You've got some money to extend guys. So you're in a position where you could probably do that with a few
0: guys if you want to. Yeah, I'm looking at the last couple of drafts. So... Uh, last year, it was Simmons, Josh Jones, the two defensive tackles, Lucky to, Rashard Lawrence. They play; they're in the rotation. They don't play a ton, but they play. No, they, they're like, but they're good. But they're good. They're, they're good, good enough to be in the rotation. Yeah. They're good enough to to be a part of your defensive I, line yes. rotation. Um, the year before was obviously the Kyler Murray draft uh, and Byron Murphy, of course, who is playing. Terrific, right now. Yeah, so you really hit on the first. You two, hit second. on the first two there. was your third rounder there? Uh, Zach Allen was your third rounder. Yeah,
1: which he's had a lot of injuries. Um, so the jury's still out on him. We yep. don't know what you don't know what you have in Zach Allen. Of course,
0: that was also the Andy Isabella draft. Um, Deontay Thompson, Keyshawn Johnson, etc., etc. Um, the the year before the year before was okay. You got Christian Kirk in the second round. You got Chase Edmonds in the fourth round. But that was the Rosen, Mason, Cole, Christian Campbell draft. It was, it, but now you start getting into the 2016 draft. Kimdichie, Brandon Williams, Evan Baim. You get into the 2017 draft, which had Buddha, and it had Hassan Reddick, but you never really utilized the Hassan Reddick. That was also the Chad Williams and Dorian Johnson draft. So they, you're right. It's starting. It's starting. Y- the- you, you look at these, and you can start to see, ooh, he's good. He's yeah. good. He's good. He's good. You know? Whereas before, you would look at it and go, where where are your future building blocks here? Where are your guys who are going to get second contract? Now you're starting to see it a little bit. Byron Murphy, Byron Murphy's he's Byron Murphy, Buddha, um, Christian
1: Kirk, Kyler Murray, Josh Jones. There, there's
0: enough quality players. I don't think Josh Jones is there oh, yet. My, okay, okay. I don't think he's there yet. Okay, we'll disagree on that. You think he's there? You,
1: you think he, you he's think... a fixture in the starting offense? He's a fixture at starting offensive line for the Cardinals. He's not getting replaced. Okay, he's not getting beat wow. out by anybody. Okay, well he I... is either going to play guard or tackle on this
0: team, and not, he's not going to get beat out by he's he's not going to get beat out. All right. When we come back on the Burns and Gambo Show, the Cardinals got some help yesterday. Thank you, Minnesota. Thank you, Aaron Rodgers and Mason Crosby. And because of that, the NFC West has set up for a true division leader this weekend a showdown between two undefeated teams. We'll take a look around the division next on the Burns and Gambo Show. It's time for the Vizzy What's On Tonight, brought to you by Vizzy's Hard Seltzer, the only hard seltzer crafted with antioxidant vitamin C. Vizzy Hard Seltzer, proud sponsor of your Arizona Diamondbacks, Coyotes. You just heard in the update a second ago, their first preseason game of the year is tonight as they are hosting the Kings. That game is at 7 o'clock, and as the flagship home of the Arizona Coyotes, you'll hear it right here on 98.7 FM Arizona Sports Station at 7 o'clock tonight. And then Monday night football is tonight. And that's the reason why I did the busy hard seltzer. What's on tonight right here? Because Dak Prescott just fumbled the ball in the end zone and it was recovered by the Philadelphia Eagles in the end zone. So after an Ezekiel Elliott touchdown gave the Cowboys a 7-0 lead, the Eagles have tied it up and it's now 7-7 on Monday night football. With uh, only 10 minutes to go in the first quarter. Game's just underway. Just got started. Great
1: NFC East battle. the (laughs) NFC East is just terrible.
0: (laughs) Uh, Yeah, Yeah. Giants are 0-3. Washington lost yesterday to Buffalo in a game which I don't think they were very competitive in, if I remember right. And then this one where I, I, I think the Cowboys still have a chance to be decent. I hate to say that because I hate the Cowboys, but I do think the Cowboys have a chance. Yeah, to I would agree with you. Year. They should be the best team they, in the division. They should be they the should best be. team in that division. It, it yeah. pains me to say that, but that's on tonight. They got the quarterback. Nobody else has the quarterback in the division right now. 100% agree. Nobody else has a quarterback. You're right. They got a quarterback. Nobody else does. Nope. Daniel Jones, you don't think the Giants are going to be shopping for another franchise quarterback? At I mean, the, they're 0-3. The I mean, NFL you draft store, it.
1: right? Yeah. They're going to. I mean, how many years do you need to see? I I kind of like him a little bit, but... It's a tough spot. I mean, a guy because he's been in a league now for a few years and like he's decent, but you've had, you know, you've had 30 games of Daniel Jones. He's played for three years. I mean, what do you what do you have in the guy?
0: Yeah, he played well last week, but they're not winning games with him. So uh, that's something to keep an eye on. Uh, Speaking of keeping an eye on, we're keeping an eye on the NFC West. Now, I I promise you all week long, I mean, we're going to we're going to we're going to hype the you-know-what out of this game between the Cards and the Rams. I'm just telling you right now. it's it's And not out of design, not necessarily because it's not worthy of the hype. I'm just letting you know right now that every single day all week long, we're going to be talking a lot about this game because it's one of the biggest regular season games the Cardinals have had. And it sounds crazy to say that it only being week four, but given that they've never beaten the Rams... With Sean McVay as the head coach there, given that they appear to be the best team in the division, and they're the obstacle you need to overcome if you're the Cardinals, this game coming up this week is going to be huge. So with that in mind, let's look at what the NFC West did in week three. That okay. includes the Rams beating the Bucks yesterday uh, in that afternoon slot on right, we'll, Fox. We'll start with that. Start we'll, we'll start
1: with the Rams. They they may not only be the best team in this division, they may be the best team in football. They looked really good, right? This is why they got rid of Goff and they gave up the draft picks to go get themselves some Matthew Stafford. And Matthew Stafford has been fantastic for them. He has been great. In three games, he's got nine touchdown passes. That ties him with Kurt Warner for the most touchdowns in Rams history through three games. Warner did it in 1999. Cooper Cup looks unstoppable. Their defense got tremendous pressure on Tom Brady. Tom Brady doesn't get a lot of pressure. You know, throughout his time in Tampa Bay, he went into that game with about a 17% rate of being pressured on dropbacks. He was pressured 27% of the time. One out of every four dropbacks, he was pressured in that game against, uh, you know, the Rams. And now everybody's showing up, right, to watch the Rams. LeBron was there and, you know, all of these, you know. The entire
0: cast of Ted Lasso was there. Was it the entire? I I read somewhere the entire cast of Ted Lasso was there to watch the Rams game. I I did not watch the episode Friday yet.
1: I'll have to Neither watch. Neither have it. we. Neither of we. Have, have not we. watched that one.
0: Hopefully, it's better than the last one.
1: I or, told you that I ordered a Roy Kent jersey for my yeah, wife, and, and they said Danny Rojas. Danny
0: Rojas yeah. instead. But now you're getting the Roy Kent. But they said keep it for free. We'll, we'll they'll keep you, it. We'll yeah. send you the Roy Kent one. I just want to know when she's getting the Jamie Tart. That, that's there's
1: never going to be a Jamie Tart jersey in I, my I, house. I want.
0: I want the trifecta. You know. I want. The, I want. You the Ted want Lasso Trifecta. Yeah. The Rams. 16 regular season games. Their last 16 regular season games, they have not allowed an opponent to score 30 or more points. So their defense. You, you call
1: that a challenge,
0: right now? Well, the Cardinals have done nothing but score 30 or more points. That's to what every they game do. Played. This that's year. all they do. So it's yeah. I'm I'm saying it's I'm saying it's going to be a challenge. It's it's that's the challenge. That's one of the challenges in front of you. Matthew Stafford was terrific yesterday on third downs. He was 10 of 12 with two touchdowns when throwing the ball on third downs. He and Cooper Cup, nine catches, 96 yards, two touchdowns. Deshaun Jackson got involved yesterday. He still has blazing speed Man, out there on the field. He,
1: he's there. He's their deep threat. Yep,
0: just ran by everybody to he's the there. tune of 120 yards.
1: He's that guy that you just like. You got to count for him. Like you can't let him get behind the defense because he's he's got he's got great speed and he, he catches the ball.
0: Everybody else in the division lost. The San Francisco 49ers lost yeah. on Sunday Night Football. The Green Bay Aaron Rodgers Amazing. pulled his magic. Yeah, he did. I mean, the, the 49ers
1: who had been. The 49ers were down, and they come back, and they take the lead. They're down 17-0. They take the lead 28-27. Jimmy G, touchdown pass to Kyle Usak with 37 seconds left. Okay, Green Bay's got no timeouts. 30 seconds left. But Aaron Rodgers, two gigantic throws to Devontae Adams. Mason Crosby hits it from 50 yards. Crushing blow to the 49ers. They lose the game. Big win for Green Bay. And then you go to Seattle. And and I I told you... From the beginning, I don't think they're going to be any good. I think this is the year that Seattle struggles and suffers. I predicted that they'd be the worst team in the NFC West. Now, there's still plenty of games left, but they got a lot of issues. Seattle's got a lot of issues, most of them stemming from a defense that can't stop anybody.
0: Yeah, Alexander Madison had 112 yards yesterday. Dalvin Cook didn't even play. Yeah, Alexander Madison. Alexander Madison. Yeah, his name is Alexander Madison. His name is Alexander Madison. Uh, and he's not throwing away his shot. He had a hundred. That's a Hamilton reference. You you, well, oh. you didn't see him. No, didn't <laughs> see Hamilton. <laughs> Your name is Aaron Burr, sir. <laughs> exactly. Uh, who lives? Who dies? Who's going to tell Alexander's story? Not Gambo. He didn't even know where he went to school. For goodness' sake,s 112 yards on 26 Alexander rushes. Alexander Hamilton. Yeah. Do so I know where he went to school? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, Gambo, we've moved on from the joke. We've, we've moved on from the joke. We're back oh. to the game. Sorry. Okay. We were making a Hamilton reference there. Okay. You haven't seen Hamilton, have you? No. Oh. It doesn't seem like it'd be up in the probably reality. because it's been on Twitch. That's why he hasn't seen probably. it. Probably. Yeah. It wouldn't. It hasn't been on Twitch. It's been on your Disney Plus. Do you have Disney Plus? Yes. Oh, do you? Well, you should watch. You should watch Hamilton. He was the president, that's right? Pretty. No, he was not. He was not a president. He was not a president. He was one of the founding fathers, but he wasn't a president. Okay. Yeah, that's half what. That's half of what the musical is about. Damn. Yeah. That. That. Don't worry about it. It's, it's one fun. of those things where I debated saying it because I didn't want to say. No, no, no. It's fine. Don't worry about it. You're all good. You're all good. Back to Seattle for a mm-hmm. second, since we're done with the whole Alexander Madison Alexander Hamilton thing. Um. The Seattle Seahawks have led in their last two games, 24 to 9 and 17 to 7 and blue leads in the second half. And blue leads in the second half. They've only scored Just, six points. You talk about their defense and you're yeah. right. Their defensive issues are are profound. But offensively, they've scored six points in the second half and overtime of their last two games. This new offensive coordinator, this new, you know, whatever they're doing in Seattle so far, It works great early in games, and it's almost like once defenses get a look at it and kind of figure it out, they figure it out. You were talking about Brock Hewitt earlier tweeting about this team. He literally turned it off, right? He couldn't Uh, stomach it anymore. Shane Waldron is the new offensive coordinator,
1: and there's some questions there. But I think there's more questions with Ken Norton Jr. and the defense. But, yeah, that was one of the takeaways. And I talked to Brock Hewitt today. This morning I talked to Brock, and uh, he tweeted out yesterday Tell the truth Sunday. For the first time in 15 years of watching the Seahawks, I turned the channel and didn't flip back. That defensive plan, game management, and play was, as I said, turned away and would rather not say. Wow. That's how disgusted he was. I talked to him today. He thinks it's ba- ba- tops. They're an eight-win football team. He thinks tops. They're an eight-win team. Well, good. They're going to have to make changes. Their defense is no good, but we knew that. Their offensive line wasn't any good. Their defense wasn't any good. Um, Russell Wilson says he still believes in this team. We'll see if they can pull a rabbit out of a hat and – Find a way to turn it around, but they got a tough schedule coming up these next couple of weeks too. They got to play the Rams and and I think the Forty Nine ers. I believe up, you right? are
0: correct. I think I think you're absolutely right. Yeah, it's, and they could be buried. They could be buried by the time you know we get to six weeks into the which season, which is why you and I, when when you asked the question on Friday, which team would you most like to lose this weekend? We both said the Seattle Seahawks because it helps. It puts somebody else other than the Cardinals on the back of the bus, right? It puts somebody else at the bottom of the line. And not the Arizona Cardinals. So uh, the sooner you can eliminate somebody in this division race, and Seattle is by no means eliminated, but the soonest you can eliminate somebody from this division race, the sooner you can start talking about whether three teams from the West are going to get in because I I think it's very doable to get three teams from one division in. And if you can eliminate the Seahawks, then that puts the Cardinals in the driver's seat for one of those three spots. When we come back on the Burns and Yambo show, Cardinals won. Over 400 yards of offense, over 30 points on the scoreboard, and yet, the play that everybody's talking about is the one in which disaster nearly struck for the Cardinals, but didn't. We're going to talk about it next on the Burns and Gambo Show. I know you know what it looked like, and I know you know what it sounded like with... uh, gus johnson doing a call yesterday on fox he he was he was very gus johnson with it but this is what it sounded like on the cardinals radio network with the one and the only dave pash on the call a
1: 68 yard field goal for matt prater which would be the nfl record
0: andy lee to spot take a picture you may never see this again ball is down prater's attempt is up and it is well short agnew fields at eight yards deep Runs out of the end zone to the left of the 10. At the 20. At the 25 of the 30. At the 35. Breaks a tackle at the 40. At the 45 of the 50. At the 40. Near side at the 30. Oh my goodness. He stays in bounds. It's a kick. Six with no time left
1: in the half. Touchdown Jacksonville. We talked about the Cardinals having offensive linemen on the field. They had to run down there and try to track down Agnew, the return man. He took it the distance. 109 yard. Missed field goal return for a touchdown.
0: This is how dumb I am. (laughs) And I really don't mind saying this This is how dumb I am. It didn't even occur to me that there'd be a downfall to trying something like that for the Cardinals. Yeah, sure, why not? Have Matt Prater try it from 68 yards. What the hell? Give it a shot. See what you can do. And then as soon as I saw Agnew field the ball underneath the goalposts, then it occurred to me, oh, yeah. There's that rule where he can return it. And, mm-hmm. and, and even then, not Right. I didn't regret it. I didn't think it was a bad idea. It was somewhere around the 50 yard line where you quickly realize the Cardinals have a bunch of big offensive lineman dudes trying to chase this that little was, guy down and they weren't going to catch him. And that's when you think, ooh, maybe this wasn't such a good idea after all. You know, I, like the whole time I thought, yeah, who cares? So what? You give it a shot. What's the what's the harm in it? That's the harm in it right there. That's the harm. Yeah. So you have a bunch of big guys chasing down a little guy who's faster than all of them and he might score a touchdown, but you don't think that should give the Cardinals a moment's pause in running a play like that again in the future. No, I think you got to do it. I mean, he missed it by a yard. I mean,
1: you got to defend it better, clearly. Um you know, look at the tape and what happened. What could you have done to prevent that? Uh, that's one. And number 2, well, listen, I listen, I I I don't mind going for that field goal right there. He, again, he missed it by 1 yard. One more yard, and that goes through the uprising. and you got the longest field goal in history of the NFL. He's got the leg for it. Matter of fact, it was right down the damn middle, too. It was. It he was kicked that I thought he was, I thought he was going to make right, it. Right. Yeah. I thought it was in. And then I saw him catch the ball. Okay, it came up short. But it really came up short by like a yard. He caught it right under the goalpost. So I, I don't mind trying. Look, I do mind the Cliff's play calling with three timeouts and 20-something seconds left. I mean, you could have took a shot down the middle of the field. You could have thrown a 15-, 20-yard pass. I mean, they got no timeouts. If it gets intercepted, I think you're in a good spot where they're not going to score. Their kicker's garbage anyway. Mm-hmm. Their kicker's garbage. He hasn't made a field goal, and he missed extra points, and so he missed a big extra point yesterday. So I don't know why you 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 go for this. Uh, these quick little five, six, seven yard passes and runs and stuff like that. Throw the ball down the field. Yeah. Try to get a big chunk play. So you're not trying to kick from sixty
0: eight yards. I, I I think I think that Matt Prater is an incredible weapon, and I think that given the right set of circumstances, I wouldn't be opposed to him trying something like that. From uh, let's put it this way, I wouldn't be scared off by what happened yesterday from having him try it again. I wouldn't go, oh nope. Remember the last time we did this, the guy ran it one hundred nine yards for a touchdown. I wouldn't allow fear to dictate whether I try it again. You just have to very carefully examine the set of circumstances and make sure, you know, do we have the right personnel on the field? Is this the right moment in the game to do something like this? But Matt Prater clearly has the leg to be able to make it from 60 plus yards. And I don't he want. He said he. He said he was good from that distance. He phase. did. And, and, and Cliff, I can hit from this distance. The spe, he and the special teams coach Jeff Rogers both agreed that the ball carries very well at that stadium. I don't want the Cardinals to shelve that weapon. Cliff said he wouldn't, out of fear of something like that happening again. And Cliff said that he wouldn't do that. Kyler was funny. Um, he was asked about it yesterday. And well, this is what he said. Why, why did we? kick it? <laughs> no, I'm sure everybody was a little flustered, but uh, you know, as part of the game, you know, I'm glad. Uh, I'm glad we fought through adversity today. Uh, you know, I, I'm frustrated, but you know, as a team, you know, I've been here, you know, two, three years now, and you know, the last two years we would have lost that game for sure. And you know, to see us fight through that um, and, and come on the road, obviously, any given Sunday, you know, not looking at anybody's record, you can be beat anybody any given Sunday by anybody. So. Um, you know, it's, it's good to get a win any way you can. And uh, that's what we came out here and did. And that's, you know, that, that was the goal. Coming on the road, getting a win. And that's what, you know, we're leaving with. So. To me is an interesting comment. Two years ago, that play would have broke us. Two years ago, we, we gave give up a why? We give up 100. Yeah. Because they
1: weren't. They were not They didn't have experience. They weren't mentally they,
0: tough enough to know they could overcome something like that. They didn't have the, like the
1: leaders in the locker room, maybe. maybe. I mean,
0: there could be a lot of reasons why.
1: But that. You know they 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 believe in themselves. They got a veteran team. This whole how many times have we heard any given Sunday in the last week? Any given Sunday, any <laughs> even after the game, any given Sunday. So they they
0: that's they, a popular they, cliche they in the world. Believe of that
1: you, they 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 found a way to believe that they could be beat by Jacksonville, and they would again beat by Jacksonville. They didn't let it affect them. They came back and they won the game. Yeah,
0: uh, Murray, why are we kicking? I'm sure everybody was a little flustered. Um, but but like you said, Cliff said they're going to continue to be aggressive when it comes to long field goals. They're not going to shy away from that. Um I'm I'm very glad they didn't lose a game on a play like that, you know, and that's and that's where you have to be careful about that. If you're, you know, in a situation where it could you could lose the game because of something like that, you can't lose it at the end of the first half. But I'm I'm glad to hear Cliff say they're going to remain Aggressive. Me too. I, I'm very glad to hear him say that. Cliff got torched for that missed kick that got
1: returned. It was like, there was a lot of stories oh. about how bad Cliff's boneheaded decision and all of this stuff. You know what? Keep kicking it from that distance. I mean, if you have to, if it's at the end of the half or something like that. But I mean, you're not going to gonna kick point. that
0: you know, midway through the first quarter. Call plays better, so it doesn't have to be from 68 That's yards. Right. That's right. right. Call call plays better.
1: Just want to say um, it was it was great working with you. Just in case, that's right. Just uh, in case, Gambo, me and the boys, me and the boys, hit.
0: Gambo has yes. um mm-hmm. has play is playing the Powerball tonight. Yes, and when and he when he and his buddies from New York win tonight, Gambo's mm-hmm. retiring tomorrow. So say goodbye to Gambo, everybody, because today's his last show. We got fifty chances to win. Happy we, retirement. We're yeah, out of here. It. We'll see you tomorrow. It's straight up two o'clock here on the Burns and Gambo show. Have a great night, everyone.